You're listening to Main Character Energy, a podcast that'll teach you how to become that bitch. Main Character Energy gives you a behind the scenes look at how some of the world's most impactful disruptors, innovators, and creatives came from the bottom and embodied what it means to make it in all forms. Now, let's get into the show. Hello and welcome back to Main Character Energy. We have another dope interview in store for you. And in this episode, we talk with Brandon Smithrick, who's an award-winning content marketer and creator, and he's building a powerhouse brand via LinkedIn. His work's been featured in everything from Hypebeast to Ad Age Complex. And right now, he is the head of content at music startup Songfinch. So in this interview, we dive into my favorite topic, personal branding, and we talk about how it can help you attract different opportunities as a creative entrepreneur mainly speaking engagements, you know, networking and job opportunities, brand deals, you name it. As Brandon says himself in this interview, LinkedIn has become a business for him. And it basically is. I mean, the types of things that you can attract from having a strong LinkedIn presence is limitless. And you could also be drawing in things that you didn't even know you wanted. So in this conversation, it just got me thinking about an interesting article that my producer sent across about creator or entrepreneur and how the biggest misconception about creators is assuming that they're all entrepreneurs. And that really had me wanting to talk about it. Not everybody wants to be a business owner, and that makes sense. But at the same time, you know, can be and often is a full-time job. Some want to create just to create, and I completely understand that. I think the first thing that came to mind for me is, you know, photographers and people who just want to share things that they love. And of course, they might be able to build an audience from it, but it really came out of their passion to just share and put out their work, artists and anybody who kind of creates in general, that's you know, that's understandable. But I mean, what ends up happening is inevitably, once you gain that traction as a creator, these opportunities just kind of find you and just come knocking. And then you can kind of decide what's for you, right? Because there's a lot of ways to monetize. And so the options for monetization, there's a lot of different things out there that you could do. And it's not everybody's, you know, complete desire to want to, you know, go that avenue or start to feel like they're only creating for this end game. And I can see all the blocks that might come with that. But at the same time, I think maybe how we think of monetization isn't what it really, you know, isn't really the reality of, I guess, what monetization could be. And to just elaborate on that thought, when we talk about, hey, you know, I want to become a content creator with the intention of basically turning into a business. How do I do that? And I think traditionally we kind of think of like sponsored posts and we think about how like, you know, maybe a brand will approach you or you approach a brand and, you know, you might have tens of thousands of followers and, you know, they want access to your followers so you can post about their brand. And so they might pay you to put a, you know, feed post on Instagram with a hashtag added it or sponsored content, whatever it may be. And like, that's that like influencer presence that I think a lot of people imagine when it comes to like being a content creator. 
But that's not the only way to be, you know, a content creator and, and monetize. I think that's kind of like the early days of it. But there are so many different routes that you can take. And I'm going to try to break down a few just from what I've seen in case it can help anybody. So one is that, you know, one thing we need to understand is that content is content, like any content, whether it's social media or whether it's through a podcast like you're listening to now or a newsletter, like anything that you produce can be considered, you know, content creation. And then the next thing that comes into play is like who your audience is. I know a lot of people might want to think right away, like, oh, your niche, like what are you niching down to? But you can attract a lot of different opportunities just kind of based on the things that you post, even if it's not one consistent thing, right? And in the conversation Brandon and I have, I think it was really powerful because we talk a lot about, you know, when you are kind of a jack of all trades or when you have a lot of different interests, you don't have to appear the same online everywhere. You could kind of share more interests you know, about a topic or two that you like on TikTok, but perhaps on Instagram, you're kind of sharing all aspects of your life because you're just kind of catering more to who your friends are. Meanwhile, on LinkedIn, you might have a completely different presence because you're trying to attract maybe more professional opportunities. So kind of coming back to, I guess, how to monetize. UGC is a great option for people who don't want to feel, quote unquote, cringe, posting on their page with brand content. Like UGC, for those who don't know, stands for user-generated content. I myself am a UGC creator. I really love it because basically it's the same formula of approaching brands or having brands approach you to work with you. But instead of posting it yourself, you are giving them content to post. This is an incredible option for anybody who doesn't want to kind of, again, sprinkle in too much like branded content into what their feed already is. And this is a great option for anybody who doesn't have a huge following. You don't have to have millions or, you know, tens of thousands or whatever followers to be a UGC creator. You literally just need to be able to provide value and create high quality content. And so in that instance, a brand will pay you for the rights and usage to your content. So You could go film, you know, a reel or whatever it might be in exchange for that contract. And then it's just kind of like you're done. And that's a way to monetize right there. So another way that you can monetize is, um, you know, for example, even with a podcast or if you do any type of speaking or if you're a streamer, I'm thinking about people who, you know, kind of use Twitch and things like that. You could have a branded microphone. And that way, you know, it's not necessarily giving social media post, you know, for being involved with the brand. It's just showing it, streamlining it, integrating it into what you're already doing. If you're already talking, you need a microphone and that could be a good way to have a brand logo on there. And you guys might have may have seen that before. And that's a way that someone's monetizing. Another way is, you know, I know a lot of people have newsletters and some newsletters can be sponsored by a brand. And that's a great way to, you know, kind of add in a revenue stream because you're already producing a newsletter and someone can just simply sponsor that copy, meaning that their logo or the, you know, the company name might be visible in the text and there might be some sort of blurb on it. But I think ultimately, you know, just to kind of think through why monetization maybe feels uncomfortable is that it doesn't have to be like this sellout type of behavior, right? Like I think a lot of people kind of associated, associated influencer marketing with like 
you're just going to work with all these different brands and you'll be like really inconsistent. Your feed is just like all these paid posts or your podcast is just filled with, you know, reads from different companies. But I think there's a lot of power in aligning with brands that actually are in alignment with who you are and who and like what your mission is or things that you actually use and love. Because if I had, you know, a newsletter or if I on this podcast wanted to talk about something I'm constantly using and I actually believe in things as a tool, then it doesn't feel like such a hard sell. I'm able to, you know, create another stream of income, but it's kind of in a seamless way. Another thing that I actually want to kind of touch on when it comes to partnering with brands and like UGC and all that type of stuff is that experiences can be a way to monetize. And what I mean is, you know, some people are looking for creators and, you know, influencer types to come to their events and just help them kind of get the word out. I know that my agency, Brand Curators, we do a lot of that on our end. We have clients who are looking to work with more influencers and invite them to things. And that's actually a perfect way to like maybe even exchange for your ticket. Like you have free access to an event or something experiential. And that kind of takes you out of that product space, right? Like you're not just, you know, product heavy. You can kind of integrate it into like more lifestyle type of experiences. So to kind of summarize, I mean, there's brand trips, there's, you know, content deals, there's sponsored, you know, posts. Brandon talks a little bit about how he's had brands approach him. He is very active on LinkedIn. And so there's opportunities for brands to be able to say, hey, I would love to sponsor one of your posts. And then that's an income stream. So don't sleep on your bag. I am a firm believer that having an engaged audience versus 1 million followers will take you so much farther. And we're definitely in an age where follower count is nice, but people buy followers all the time. Some people have really terrible engagement and you don't have to be the same on every platform. Find what works for you. You can figure out what feels natural and stay in that lane and try to see what you can attract. But keep in mind why you're, why you're doing this. I think that in a lot of instances, you know, people say, like, I want to go viral or, you know, I want a brand deal. But why? Like, what's the bigger what's the bigger picture? What's the what's the purpose behind what you're doing? I know for some, you know, you might one day want to launch your own podcast or kind of draw attention to maybe like you're starting a business or whatever that next step is. Definitely kind of think about your content creation as you're building this audience for that. So whether you want to just simply create for the sake of creating and just kind of build community and be proud of what you're sharing, stand in that. That's okay. You don't have to monetize and make everything a business. But I think if you are trying to monetize, just remember that there's a lot of ways to do it. Your way doesn't have to look like everybody else's way. And that's what's going to make you stand out even more. Do you, boo. Hello and welcome back to Main Character Energy. It's your host Tiff Knighton here and I have a very special guest with me. I have Brandon Smithrick and I'm so excited to have you, Brandon. How are you doing today? Good, good. Thank you for having me. Really excited to chat with you, Tiff. I'm excited too. I mean, I love to bring in creatives who I think are like really paving their own way and are kind of leading the charge in this conversation around, you know, what this 
creator economy is. But even as, you know, millennials, you know, who are just kind of reinventing themselves constantly, I love to see how you come across in like your content and in your community. And it's it's cool stuff. Yeah, I love I love to see us win. I love to see that. So, you know, you and I met in kind of like a networking setting. And I'd like to believe that I have a kind of like a good eye on people who I feel like have that main character energy. So definitely wanted to kind of welcome you in and start there. Everything that you've done so far, like you're such a creative and we'll kind of get into all the different things that you touch on and all the work that you have done up to this point. But it seems like you've touched a lot of different industries, right? Like you've been kind of in fashion and you've worked with a lot of different brands. Right now, you're pretty much at the intersection of music and tech. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Right now, I'm a head of content at a startup called Songfinch, which is actually for like music creators. But I think, you know, us... You know, Black people are just so creative. You know, we don't really stick within one vertical, like one lane. We're always doing a side hustle, a side project, something of that nature. So it just kind of made me always think, cool, like, what can I always do on the side? I really think that now in this season of my life, I'm like, sounds weird to say, like, reaching a new height of purpose, being like, cool. I actually see, like, long term how all these lanes kind of connect but also just tell my story and kind of what i want to do long you know long term okay come on vision that's so <laughs> so what it, what it, what kind of like what makes you follow i guess what vibes you kind of lean into as you're doing all these things like like you said we're always kind of hustling we're always grinding we're always trying to you know align with things that give us purpose but how did you kind of come to the conclusion that you are in that purpose and that you're getting closer and closer to more things in that realm? Yeah, I think, you know, it's kind of where sometimes like crisis, quote unquote, or like an event kind of makes you wake up in a way. And I used to work at Squarespace, super happy there, was doing some things like casually, but like not really going all in on like my personal work, really I was like, man, this is a great job. I love what I'm doing, etc. And then I saw, you know, Google lay off like 12,000 people, Meta lay off people, Twitter lay off people. And like in the landscape of tech at that time, there was just so much uncertainty and the ground didn't right. even feel stable. I was fine where I was at, but I also just kind of woke up being like, wow, a lot of my friends who are creatives got like totally cut, right? Even during the pandemic, it kind of showed you like, yeah, sometimes creatives aren't really appreciated because if you're a photographer, hey, all this stuff is closed. Sorry, we're going to cut you, right? Luckily, I'm a creative within marketing, which is very interesting. So I never got furloughed. But around this time was like my wake up in terms of, hey, this job, they appreciate me. I know they do, but they don't really care. You know what I mean? Like it can be gone in an instant. So that was a wake up for me in terms of I need to start really investing my time and energy in my own brand. A hundred percent. That is a that is coming across very strong for me. I love to talk about the personal branding piece because to be able to move through different verticals and constantly reinvent yourself, it starts in investing in your story and in not even investing in it, more so like figuring out how to tell it, figuring out how to portray yeah. those things that you've liked and not just being able to, you know, update a profile or, you know, do a little bit of networking. Like it's definitely like an ecosystem that you start to have. 
and I, I see that like I know the same thing kind of happened with me out of necessity to have to invest in myself further. It's, of course, similar story, pandemic and leaving the corporate life, I guess we'll say, yeah. to be able to go on and, you know, work independently. It was like, OK, it is now part of my full time job to really be telling my story and really advocate for myself because like who else is going to do that and I seem I think you're it seems like you're very similar where you have a lot of different skill sets and like you're like a jack of all trades so how are you able to communicate what you do effectively and that's a great question because you know I started off in fashion I actually went to school for fashion fashion is still like I I love it I just realized like man I don't have to be involved in that I can still shop, be a consumer, enjoy it, right? right. It's just, you got to just like navigate your interests in that way. But I'm huge into marketing and tech, of course. I'm also a content creator doing like brand partnerships. That's kind of spawned into doing speaking engagements, podcasts like this. Also doing like, I guess you can say like newsletter type content. So I right. publish a lot on LinkedIn, sharing strategies, sharing tips, all these stuff. What mm-hmm. I've kind of realized is I don't need to quote unquote exist the same on every single channel. Like my Instagram is not for the marketing content. Instagram is for the the vibes, the aesthetics, lifestyle content, fashion content, right? Like that's where I get to have that creative space. LinkedIn Mm -hmm. is the prime audience for everything I kind of want to storytell in terms of here's how brands are succeeding. Here's how, you know, people are doing this in the space, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And then as I'm growing, I'm also realizing like, all right, I'm going to start getting into the TikTok space a lot more. But people follow a TikTok account for a niche, right? You probably yeah. follow one account that's like, this is all food. This one's all travel. This one's all, right? You have lifestyle people who is like an umbrella term. They do a lot. But if I really want to like really carve out these succinct lanes, I'm going to have like one TikTok all for, let's say, lifestyle, UGC content creation, influencer stuff, whatever you call that. One TikTok can be like educational industry knowledge, taking LinkedIn posts and having that fuel TikTok content. So like even making it easier for myself in that way. Yes. And that's what I'm talking about when I say like making these ecosystems. I feel like you explain that so perfectly. And thanks for sharing because I get these types of questions a lot. And to have a tangible example of how you do that is amazing. Right now, I'm really trying to communicate this idea. You know, we're all chasing algorithms, not me. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, not me. I'm done. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that anymore. But it's the idea that, you know, to be successful on social and to be successful in your personal branding, that mm-hmm. you're going to treat every platform the same. And so it's yeah. like music to my ears to hear like, no, like I, I, I show up differently in my account. Similarly, I'm kind of the same. Like I'll use Instagram, same for the vibes, because that's what Instagram's for. Instagram's, you know, yeah. to me, I don't, I, you know, that's just my yeah, preference friends, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's my preference. Like, I'll share things that I'm doing because um, it's my point of view. But it's like using, you know, Twitter for another, you know, another way, but using LinkedIn another way. And I think that's so important because if you create your own secret sauce, then it, you can make anything work for you. But so often, especially when I'm working with other creative entrepreneurs, you know, everyone's thinking it's kind of like that rat race mentality when everyone's thinking like I have to have viral content on every platform and I'm going to post the same piece of content on every platform. Now, yeah. you are literally a content strategist. So I know you're like, that's, that's not how it works. works. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> but you see that, right? Absolutely. I think people always think, you know, 
because there's so many similarities, right? Every platform has a like feature, a common feature, a share feature, a save feature. Nowadays, everything feels like it's vertical video, whether you're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube has shorts. Like, so people think, I mean, I can just copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. The reason why I've kind of carved out, like, I don't do X content on this channel versus another channel is because I also think it makes me more marketable. To your point, like, I don't really care if I have the most followers. I don't really care if, you know, X people want to like this post or not. I want to make sure I'm providing value at the end of the day. And my biggest part is I also want to be marketable for my personal brand. Like it's yeah. crazy. I get to work with LinkedIn and do a, a project and campaign for LinkedIn. And then over here, I'm doing a campaign for a way. Like right. typically if I just market myself as a marketing person. These fashion brands are going to be like, well, you don't really fit the mold. Like why would we go to right. like the BBB type of person? Right. So I want to make sure I am not <laughs> main character energy, not neglecting any bag. Right. Like, yes, <laughs> I'm, if you want to work get with me, let's bags. work. Get all the bags, like all the bags are out there. So I want to make sure I'm doing things in the business space, in the consumer space, and I'm not leaving kind of any stone unturned. Absolutely. Preach. And that's a major gem um, because like we said, as we think about our personal brand, like we are multifaceted and we can appear mm -hmm. different ways on different platforms. That I think that is a major key. I think that's something that what might change people's mindsets around it because think about the anxiety that the Instagram bio or the bio, social media bio causes yeah. some people, right? Because it's like, you know, it doesn't work everywhere because it's not meant, it doesn't have to be. You don't have to yeah. be copy and paste, copy and paste everywhere. So um, like this you slash said, this, slash this, slash yeah. This. yeah, I stopped. I really, one day I told him, I was like, we're not doing this anymore, Tiff. Like I was sitting there, I was sitting there going back and forth over my bio. I'm like, this is so, like, I'm not confining myself to this summary right like we have we have descriptions for ourselves we're both like professionals and creatives and things like that we have ways that we describe ourselves but more importantly is like to me that stands out is with you you communicate that through your content like every yeah. piece of content has a purpose like every piece of everything that you put out is attracting something and one of my favorite things that you posted recently like would scream it from mountaintops i actually might print it out put it on my office is I'm gonna print it and I'm gonna take a picture and let you know, I'll tag you. Stop hiring creatives just to tell them how to be creative was a word. Did that go viral for you? Like that, I just felt like that was like- It got a you. lot of reposts. I'm not gonna lie, it got so many reposts, but I also think, I mean, like there's two things there, right? The post was on LinkedIn and it's a screenshot of a tweet. That right. within itself is like content distribution. Like how can I make things a lot easier for myself? Cool. I'm going to tweet this. That's a piece of content over here. I'm then going to take that tweet screen grab, make that the post for LinkedIn. If I wanted to, that could also be an in-feed post on Instagram or a story post that linking back to something else, right? Like it's- Could be a real. Listen, my <laughs> mind is always working like, how can I make this work? But mm -hmm. that's really just, they'll just be like the random thoughts or random conversations that just spark content. Like yeah. people hire creatives- and then want to tell them what creativity looks like. People in market, marketing creative always butt heads. Like at every big company I've been at, I worked at Ralph Lauren, I worked at Squarespace, I'm now like here at Song. Like every marketing creative team butts heads at sometimes because marketing wants to tell creative, make it more salesy, and creative wants to be just limitless in terms of the creativity. And we got to be like, all right, right into it. There's such a <laughs> tug of war there. 
But I've often seen the conflicts come when people think creativity is easy. So like now, even navigating different professional workspaces, you know, I'm a creative, but if the role I'm hired in is a marketing capacity, I don't overstep certain boundaries and I allow the creative team to be creative. I don't tell you about typography. Right. I'm not going to tell you about color scheme. I'm not going to say scale this down, right? That is a creative decision. But when it comes to marketing decisions, you're not going to tell me about strategy because I know that I have the back of my hand. Like everyone stays in, the, everyone stay in their lane. Because like right. you said, you're hired for a reason. And I got so excited when you were talking about it because because I think that that's a big lesson that I've learned in my business, too, is like you got to let people know how to work with you. So not only is it content mm. and you kind of just sharing something that's like a relatable, you know, something that, you know, because I know I saw that I was like, yes, like somebody <laughs> preach, like somebody talk about it. But it also like you know, in terms of every piece of content, having a purpose, having a goal, it's like, it shows people how to work with you. And I mm-hmm. think that that's such a powerful thing to be able to incorporate that and attract back in the types of people that you want to work with. Do you feel like you're now attracting more people that you actually want to work with? Oh, absolutely. And it's crazy because on other social media channels, I feel like I have like followers over here, followers over here. LinkedIn, I feel like I have a a real community of like people who are creative, people who are marketers, people in social and digital, black people in tech. Like it's really a community and a hub of so much interaction. And like I get to meet some of the most amazing people I probably wouldn't have stumbled upon before. Doors have opened that I probably would have never known like (laughs) they existed. But it's just such a great space to kind of just cultivate new relationships. Come on, Top Voice. Come on, top voice. <laughs> Come on, top voice coming. <laughs> Say that because that's one big thing that I, I did want to talk about with you is, you know, a lot of people are starting to catch on to that, right? Like, I mean, I'm always, I'm constantly telling people like, hey, we got to move away from, you know, no offense to Instagram. Instagram mm-hmm. for business is just not the same as it used to be. And we have yeah. to stop putting all of our eggs in general in one basket, right? Like you can't just rely on social number one, if you really want to be effective, you got to kind of think of other things. And like, sometimes people just use Instagram as their main thing. So yeah. I've been really trying to encourage people that, yeah, like LinkedIn is a fantastic tool. Of course, I see how it's working for so many people. I see how it's working for you. You've encouraged me to post more and it's, it's really worth it because so many opportunities and even most of the business that I get, if it's not referrals, people find my LinkedIn because it's so optimized and I'm always building yeah. my personal brand and trying to put out things, you know? So, so what would you say is kind of a good pe- piece of advice for people who want to kind of keep that sustainable, you know, the sustainability going, but also, you know, consistently post? Because I see you're on there. Yeah. You post constantly. Yeah. What's your what's your yeah. approach to that? I mean, I and I don't even like hide how I'm able to do it. I've made posts about how I'm able to make posts like it's. I'll have a conversation and be like, oh, this is going to be a post. Or a lot of times I will have a calendar reminder every Saturday for two hours. I sit down and I just write. I write content about what I've seen in the news, about different ideas, and I schedule everything. Sometimes people think posting is like you manually posting. But because I was a social media manager in my past, I know like, hey, most of the posts people are doing, this is scheduled. Like I will sit down. Schedule everything like this is gonna go out at 8 a.m., this is gonna go at 8 30, this one can go at 9, this one can go right. And I'll be in the gym and I'll be like, oh, a post is going live right now, right? So, like, you're making your life notifications blowing easier. up. 
<laughs> notifications blowing up, but like you're making your life easier while you're still scaling your personal brand. Now, I don't also want to oversimplify it and kind of be like, just start posting. Like, I understand it takes some time. And trust me, I was on LinkedIn for a while and would post maybe like once every three months, maybe once a month, like a little inconsistent. But the one reason why I saw so much value, and Joshua Kissy actually had a tweet about this, right? Where he was talking about how Instagram's cool, but LinkedIn has got me more gigs than Instagram ever did. Hey. And I kind of resonated with that. I was like, you know, that's so true. I've gotten like a few gigs, quote unquote, from IG, but people who are in the business of hiring and doing the contracts and sending out the invoice, they're they on LinkedIn. Okay. So I was like, <laughs> that's so accurate. And I don't also tell people this fact, but all the jobs I have worked at, like to God's grace, people reached out to me on LinkedIn. There's some jobs I didn't apply for and a recruiter said, hey, we saw your LinkedIn profile. We want to talk to you, right? So right. if you're able to optimize your LinkedIn in such a way that's like, damn, I'm getting jobs reaching out to me here, opportunities over here. Why wouldn't you invest more energy, time, whatever it is into it? And I think that one hesitation that some people might have is like, okay, what, what am I posting? But that's why I mm -hmm. think your tip to like just sit down and write is so smart because it also comes from a place of deciding how you want to come off on LinkedIn. Because I don't know if you have experienced this, but sometimes I see, you know, because it's a professional networking site, I know people who will, when they do post on LinkedIn, they don't sound like themselves. Yeah. And it, you know what I mean? It might feel kind of, kind of awkward. Like, you know, like it's a business site, but then again, sometimes the, the businessy tone doesn't really like land or yeah. isn't really you. Your, to your posts sound like you. Sounds like you're just talking like you are now. It really, like, I just sit down and write like me. I'm not doing the whole greeting, salutations, hello. Like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. A post last <laughs> week, you. I said, like, nah. Like, it really does <laughs> sound like me. But yeah, I think there's a perception, right? But perception in reality are not the same thing. There's a perception that on LinkedIn, everyone's headshot is suit and tie. I need to be speaking to like business professionals in X manner. In my LinkedIn profile, I got a beanie on. Like yeah. it's it's very the much infamous me. beanie. <laughs> it's the infamous orange beanie now. But it's just very much me. I'm talking, you know, very casually. And when you also want to think about what should I post, what interests you? Pick five things. If you're like, you know what, I love thinking about content creation. I love thinking about uh getting kind of career progression and career development. I love the whole thing about entrepreneurship and doing it on yourself and the ups and downs of managing a business all on your own. I love speaking to other Black people who want to be in these spaces or are in these spaces. Like, Figure out what are the three to four content pillars or categories that you want to talk about and then just mix it up. Keep talking about different things. Yeah, and I was gonna say, well, those are literally my content pillars. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> like, those are the exact things. I I was like, did he just see my content calendar? That's. I mean, but that's the approach. That's. It's really yeah. like you can talk to those things. It's it's things that you could just speak to. Like if you were sitting at a dinner table with yeah. your friends, and you're like, I could just keep going on and on about these topics. Same type of vibe, right? And yeah. I think you do that super well. I mean, you post memes on LinkedIn. And I love that, like, we're in a place where LinkedIn doesn't have to feel so stuffy. Like, it's not an office. And we don't have to feel like that. 
that is something that I, I, I've, I've noticed about your content. So at this point, what would you say is kind of like the goal for your, you know, consistency on LinkedIn? Obviously, you kind of talked a little bit about the job opportunities that can come yeah. from it. But what else would kind of be a reasoning for you um, picking up the the posts? I mean, now that, and mind you, I only started, it was November of last year. And I said, you know what, I'm going to stop playing around with LinkedIn. I'm going to start posting for three months consistently, see what happens. That was literally my goal at that time. At the end of the three months, I had like two point something million impressions. Uh, okay. I went from like 3,000 followers to like 8,000 followers. I had job interviews. I had uh, CNNBC interviews. I had like, it was just so much to kind of just prove this out. I was like, let me just keep doing this. So like now my goal is really figuring out this isn't just, you know, Brandon on a channel. This within mm-hmm. itself is an entire business. Yes, it is. Speak <laughs> on it. Part of the trouble of being a creator, and I know you've kind of dealt with this, is like, how do we now monetize as a creator? Cool. Is it a course? Is it a workbook? Is it a digital product? Like, is it maybe just speaking engagements and brand partnerships? Like, what does that journey look like? But I'm now figuring out, like, man, I feel more fulfilled over here than other areas. And maybe it's because right. I'm just providing value. Maybe it's because people are, like, reaching out being like, hey, yo, thank you. Maybe it's right. just, like, I'm seeing what I never saw. But because I feel more fulfilled kind of doing my own thing, I do think it's going to come a point where, hey, I'm going to hit you up, Tiff. Like, hey, how is it? You know, managing all this by yourself, stepping out, you know, but I just think that's a a real possibility. And you know what? That's that's a perfect way to look at it because it is like a foundation for anything you want to do next, Mm -hmm. because whatever is next for you. And I know there's so many incredible things on the way that aren't even thought up yet, or maybe they are, that you have this whole ecosystem that you've built up. You built community, you've built community, you've built contacts, you've created this personal brand that is very identifiable and come with me now on the other side of it because both you and I have Mm -hmm. in common that we're like creators but also on the the strategy side and marketing PR side so it's interesting because from the creator standpoint personal brand tight all that good stuff from the other side of it looking in it's like you can see exactly the type of person you want to hire for a campaign or or plug for a speaking event or whatever it may be, a brand partnership, whatever it may be. It's very clear. And I know that mm-hmm. that's something that I look for when I'm, you know, tapping creatives for certain projects. Like it needs to be so very obvious, like who you are and what you do. And then the possibilities are endless. Like people could be coming yeah. up with ideas for you that you're not even thinking about where it's like, I'm Absolutely. planning this other thing here. I'm looking for the right people to plug for it. I stumble across Brandon's page and I'm seeing all the things I need to see because you know why I'm looking at your posts. I'm looking at your highlights on your page. Like my eyes go straight to those highlights and featured press, all that good stuff. And even how you describe yourself, like again, with the um, breaking out of the traditional LinkedIn mold, I love to be able to come to someone's page and just see them talking like themselves, like, hey, this is what I like. This like, you know, period. Like it's not, it's not this, uh, 
clunky, super overly professional big words and just ramble like a resume. It has yeah. to feel personable. That's so powerful. I think that just it kind of relates, I guess, to my personal brand. And maybe I never put those connections together. But even being I studied fashion merchandising. I actually never even studied marketing. Like I okay, never yeah. thought I would be in this lane. So maybe it's because I saw myself going a totally different way. And just because right. doors open, I kind of just fell into different roles. I kind of ended up here. I kind mm-hmm. of do feel like, yeah, I'm not I never went to quote unquote business school and did the whole marketing thing anyway. I really not got out the mud, but I really just like learned what I need to learn in order to be successful in this area. I remember I saw a talk with Everett Taylor, who's the CEO of Kickstarter right now. Black guy. Like people don't even know the the CEO of Kickstarter is black. And I really didn't know that until right now. Wow. Yo, crazy. I saw him. He's wearing a Balenciaga hoodie. He said, I dress like this in these board meetings. I don't switch up. Right. Like I'm authentically myself in every single space. So I'm being a board meeting. I'm going to talk to investors, all this stuff. I'm wearing hoodies. I'm wearing what I naturally wear. And for me, that's just like, yo, that's because I've now seen it. I know, I know it's possible. Like, yeah, I'm not going to switch up how I talk, how I present, how I present myself. At the end of the day, the value I bring, I know it can't be weighed, you know? So I just kind of just walk into different spaces knowing that. And even on your online presence, same thing. Same thing. Yes. Oh, thanks for sharing that because I think that that was another hang up that I, I, I didn't have this very for very long. Like I was really ready to like undo any corporate <laughs> any corporate behaviors. But um, but I think that in entrepreneurship in general too, that is one thing that is a hang up, right? Because it's like CEOs are to be presented as such, right? And mm-hmm. I know like with creatives, like, you know, creatives are always, you know, it's always been kind of like, oh, creatives are the ones wearing jeans in the office and all that. But I think even when it comes to like a simple headshot, like yeah. that could be something that most people, you know, they approach with like, I need to get, you know, my <laughs> the headshot. headshot. I need to pay someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, even that I'm so anti that too, where it's like, no, like you're going to get my glamour shot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to use it for everything. <laughs> and that. that's that's going to be what it is. That doesn't make me any like that doesn't make me less professional. But I think like as we talk about the personal brand, again, it attracts more of what you want. Like if I'm presenting something that I'm not, it there's that disconnect there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to like talk how I talk. I'm going to wear things I wear. And, you know, ultimately put that forward because that's what people want to invest in. Like, that's what they're going to buy. So all in all, you know, especially as we're building this business, whether it's a literal business or the business of you, it's like a full time job. Like you said, like running that running your LinkedIn page is like a job. So, like, how do you, I guess, tap into your creativity offline? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different tools I use and, you know, whether it's Notion to like jot down ideas or journal, like get thoughts on like just a piece of paper to kind of orchestrate different things. But creativity Notion. offline, I mean, I'm still, I used to do photography. I'm still big on photography. Now, you know, it might be on an iPhone in certain settings, but like I'm still right. very much into like content, which is why I got into the game. I love, you know, wellness in any form, like whether it's running, yoga, gym, like, Doing doing all these things is also just like an outlet for me. 
it's crazy. I feel like I share so much on LinkedIn now. I probably wrote a post about this, but yeah. I don't believe in waking up and like doing a job immediately because no. I've done that in one season and like that is burnout loading. You know what I mean? Like I I wake up and I serve myself first. I make sure I'm investing in me before I'm investing in someone else's business. So even if I'm waking up and I'm going to do something for my content, my social media, my LinkedIn, I got brand deals, emails, let me answer these. Like I'm making sure when I wake up, I'm prioritizing myself. That's amazing because burnout is just inevitable. It doesn't just apply to like a, yep. like your work setting. It applies to yourself. Being a creative, being a creator is like we were saying a full-time thing. So it's it's good to hear that. I think that because you've recognized how you felt in those moments where you didn't serve yourself first, it's like we're in such a correcting mode now. And I'm really yeah. grateful that like to talk with other, I always ask other creatives, like how do you fight that burnout? Because like, it's like, we need to exchange these tips. It's not as, it's not as easy as go take a walk. It's not as yeah. easy as like meditate, right? Like those are all things that we should do, but it has to look right for you. And so what are some other ways that you kind of incorporate those types of behaviors into your day. Mm -hmm. Like scheduling sounds like a big one because you're not getting on, contrary to what people might think, you're not getting on every day and coming up with a new post every day. So exactly. like that sounds like one right there. Yeah, no, I think that is like maybe one of the biggest ones I always do. If you get to do something repetitively, figure out a way to automate it. I'm not even gonna lie. I use, maybe this is also a good tip to drop. There's a Grammarly Go. It's like Grammarly's mm -hmm. AI tool. So I have mm -hmm. a Grammarly plugin on my emails. It will actually read the email and compile a response for me. I don't, replying to emails within itself can be a job some days. Yes, yes, so yes. So when I tell you, I figure out how I can automate and make things easier for myself, whether it's like replying back to all these emails, uh, having a calendar for literally everything. Yes. It might be a lot, but I have Religious. the gym in my calendar. I have all my meetings. I have therapy in my calendar. I have content. I have reminders. Like I'm really scheduling everything out. But I also realize, you know, I don't want to be reactive to burnout. I want to be proactive. Like I don't want to wait until I'm burned out to like, all right, let me take a break. No, 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 no. no. I'm a rest in between in all these moments. And I'm not saying I'm a pro. Like there are many of nights where I'm like, hey, you should go to bed because you don't need to be scrolling. It's not actually benefiting you. Get some rest. Uh, there are moments when I feel like, man, I am, I'm hitting a wall right now. Oh. You know, like that still happens, but I'm not waiting for like a big moment to be like, let me go to the spa or like, let me relax yes. or like, let me log off. There was one week where I didn't post anything. Cause I was like, man, I'm trying to force these posts. Being a writer is tough. I had writer's block. I couldn't think of nothing to write. I said, I'm gonna take a step back and it's okay. It's still there, you know? You can't beat yourself up. Like, you can't beat for, yourself like up. that makes it way worse too. Yeah. Work will always be there. And the following that you're building, I think that's another big thing where especially like, you know, let's say like TikTok or something like mm -hmm. where you know that you have to kind of feed that algorithm beast, right? Yeah. And when somebody feels like they're at that point where they're like hitting a block and they're about, they're like falling off for a little bit, then you add on the fact that you're not posting, then you like get yourself more overwhelmed, then you dig yep. yourself deeper in that. Like it's a cycle. It's a really vicious cycle. And it's like helpful to have these reminders that like, yeah, you're not always going to be perfect. But 
you're gonna have to like just keep in mind that this is an ongoing thing i always say to people like schedule time even if you're not like going on a vacation or something like just schedule some time periodically to yeah. just debrief like ha have an offline day like whatever that looks like for you i've been trying to do that and you know again i'm not perfect either but when i do i'm like I don't even feel guilty because I remember there was a point when I started my business where I kind of mm -hmm. felt guilty because I'm like, there's just too much to do. I don't want to like my clients to look at me and think like, oh, she's on vacation. But right. I'm like, I'm better. I'm better for you because I did that. And yes. that's something that I always try to keep in mind. Like no matter what it looks like, I'm going to keep preaching it. And I like that we're normalizing it because it, it has to be done. And for me, like what you just said is like my constant struggle. I feel like whenever I'm sitting down, I'm like, you're not doing enough. You ain't right. You know, like I would literally <laughs> watch TV voice. with a laptop. That demon voice. I'll watch TV with a laptop on my lap, always working in some capacity versus just like taking a step back and just enjoying things. I heard a sermon and some and he mentioned how like that poverty mindset or that trauma of like I didn't have this growing up. And now that I've I had something I never imagined, I gotta maintain it at all costs. Or else wow. I'll lose it. Like that within yeah. itself isn't really faith. Like if I think it's gonna go away if I stop doing this, then I don't really either trust God, I don't trust myself, I don't I'm not really living what I want to live. And right. that within itself is crazy to me. I think that's just a reminder, like, yo, it's it's okay. And I'm even checking <laughs> myself okay. in this piece, like. It's okay. I'm checking myself being like, is this a poverty mindset? Do I think I yeah. always need to be making money or working or doing something versus just rest? Just rest because you're already attracting it. It brings us back to the whole personal brand thing. You've already planted the seeds. You've already been building this and you have to rest so that you can keep building it. Because what will happen mm -hmm. is if you lose that passion, you lose that drive, you'll say, fuck all of this. I, I'm tired. Like, And you'll give yeah. up. And that's always like something I'm like, should I take a nap today and just go ahead and say I'm taking that nap or do I want to get to the point where I, I hate everything I'm doing? It's just oh, yeah. like it's not worth it. And <laughs> one little <laughs> one little pro tip that I've incorporated into my business is my content creation is around like self-care. That's my content creation. So it makes so you self-care. It makes me like this is this is just work relaxing today. Yeah, <laughs> relaxing at the spa. I'm gonna get the content. It's something I would do anyway. So I just kind of I kind of laugh at myself for that because I'm like that's my sneaky way of incorporating in you know being able to do what I love if I like you know travel and explore and try out different hospitality brands and lifestyle brands and things like that. Mm -hmm. But it's like that works for me, right? Like I wouldn't say everybody do something like that. I mean, you could, but yeah. you got to do something that works for you. So one other thing that I, I heard, I might've said this before on this podcast, but I just like it so much. I want to say it again. I know a girl who has a, a newsletter, shout out to Boilerplate Newsletter, and she coined this term. I didn't make it up, but she says that it's a tri-weekly newsletter. And I was like, why do I love that so much? <laughs> tri-weekly, like she puts it out when she puts it out. <laughs> Uh, and it's consistent. It's like she like, like she tries. Oh, sorry. T-R-Y. Yep. yep, yep. She's going to try to put it out when she does, when she has energy. And it's consistent. And like she puts out great content, has great people on there. And I kind of adopted that mentality with this podcast. Like I've been very consistent with it. And it's just the start of it. And I want to, of course, scale it as much as I can. But 
I'm not going to like beat myself over the head if I skip a week. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of incorporated that mindset with it. Like doesn't mean I'm not going to do my thing, but it's on my own terms. And yeah. I feel like that's what I'm hearing with you with the with the LinkedIn posting. Because I remember the first time we connected, you said, I don't post every single day. Like you said, you're like, I post like every couple days or whatever, whatever yeah. it is. But that's because that's what works for you. Yeah. And I think, you know, people think you need to be posting every single day. But I was really big on like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be heavy on the value. It may be two posts a week, three posts a week. But it's going to be heavy on the value where each post is doing numbers, is getting reposts, and it's bringing, it's just growing my community. But one thing I heard you said that I resonate with so much is even, you know, not just try weekly, which I might coin that phrase also. I know. I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to coin heavy on the value. I like that one. Write that one down. <laughs> but just like working ahead. Like if you got this podcast and you're like, all right, cool. I'm a, I'm going to schedule five episodes over the next course of two to three weeks. I'm then going to disperse those maybe bi-weekly. They buy me more time. And then by like week three, I'm filming another two or three. Cool. I now have all this space to do the content creation, to do the consulting, to do the brand work. Like you just buy yourself time. I've exactly. sat down and wrote posts for the month to where I'm like, right. cool. I don't got to worry about nothing until like mid-July. What you want to do now? You know, like I'm just buying my time. Freed up your life. Yeah. yeah. That's the that's the mentality. That's the same mentality. I do the same thing technically with the podcast. Like, of course, the discussions are based on who I'm speaking with. But I remember when you and I were having a conversation and I was thinking about the goal, like basically the month of things that I wanted to talk about kind of theme wise, definitely getting into the personal branding and things that could help creatives and good tips. And when I heard you talking about like sustainability and how you keep it going, I was like, that's perfect. So I'm definitely living in that, like, let's batch think for now. That way yeah. I don't have to get to a point where I'm stressed and having that scarcity mindset. So I did want to actually tap into a little bit more of like, you're doing, you know, you're doing all these things. You're doing your uh, full-time job. You are, mm -hmm. you know, a creator. You're you're managing your LinkedIn full-time job, period. <laughs> and, <laughs> and getting these brand deals. Like, what types of, I guess, partnerships are you aligning with based on what, you know, based on what you're building your personal brand to be? Like, what, what does that look like for you when you're getting brand partnerships? Um, I guess more on the, like, strategy side, and you can speak mm -hmm. to both sides. Yeah. I mean, there's a large amount of just, like, speaking engagements, podcasts, panels. Like, this is my second one this week, and it's kind of crazy. Like, wow. Hey, just, thanks for making this time. Might, yo, no, absolutely. But this might be, like, my future in terms of, like, all right, weekly kind of talks and like gem dropping, whatever that looks like. Uh, yes. But then when it comes to brands, I'll have meetings and they're like, you know, we're open to your ideas, but we also want to do X, 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 X. Uh, there's a lot of brands, you know, just because I'm posting so much on LinkedIn, I also didn't know this. People hit me up. Do you do sponsored posts? What's your rates? Dope. So now I get to fuel my own content while still doing a brand deal and like just filtering that in naturally. Yeah. Uh, so they're just... There's so many thing. things, but I, who knew? But I'm just looking for brand deals that are in like the marketing space, kind of benefiting people. And I will also say, no, like I'm not trying to, I want to monetize without selling out. You know, some brands come to me being like, we want you to do a post on AI. And I'm like, listen, that ain't my audience. That ain't, 
that's not you They'll know be like brandon what are you have, talking about <laughs> exactly like we all have used ai in some capacity but like the ai feature they're talking about for the b2b space i'm like that ain't that's not what my audience is interested in i i'm pretty sure and i don't want i'm also because i do social media if i post this it does terribly the algorithm then says cool people aren't really investing in his content the next post i get is going to get served to less people Right. Yes. I want to make sure like I'm continuously not hurting my brand. So I'm heavy on also saying no to things that don't feel aligned. That is so important. That is the quickest way, like you said, to lose lose sight of that following. And like you worked so hard to build it. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a mistake a lot of people make. You know, I think the general ideas, you know, people are starting to kind of understand it a little bit more, but it's like, yeah, it's like being eager to monetize. Like, what does that look like for different people? Because I know earlier we, we kind of touched on that where it's like, there's so many different ways to monetize, but you don't have to do all those things. So it's like, if it is brand deals for you, get specific. And the more specific that you get, the more you really will attract, because it'll just be so obvious what you do. Um, So I love that. I love that rule of thumb, like say no, be able to say no, but also the the things that are in alignment with you, because they're in alignment, people might people don't even know it's a sponsored post. Mm-hmm. They're like, <laughs> right? Like, because a lot of times we can sniff out paid content. Like we're like, oh, that looks like a paid post. <laughs> How many times have you just known instantly? Like you're like, ad scroll right by it. Like yeah, like or people like just go super product heavy, and you're like, you don't. Who uses that? Anybody, you know, like it's just, I don't want to create doubt and which also breeds mistrust, you know? So yes. I want to keep in the lane I'm doing it where like, hey, I'm sharing gems. I'm sharing how to's. I'm sharing funny meme content, whatever that looks like, like it's going to still be true to my personal brand. But the minute I start just like doing things for a check, I mean, not only is that like poverty mindset that I'm just actively trying to break in this season, but it's also me not like honoring the people who followed me in the first place and want to just hear this information. Absolutely. I love to see, I love to see you win. I love to see the growth that's happening for you and how quickly it seems like it's happening just based on the time that that. we've, we've known each other. Yeah. It's very inspiring. I'm going to do my little writing this weekend. I'm like, all right. I'm I'm going to look forward to it. Have my push notifications (laughs) on. Yes. Oh, thank you. Um, let me get this content out. But I was I was just thinking, like, I'm like, now I really got to do it. Damn. Um, <laughs> but I was. I <laughs> no, I am. I am. But I I was just kind of thinking that you know, with all the with all the gems that you do drop, so many on this podcast already, and the value there's so I mean, there's a lot of value in what you're saying because of not only your expertise, but like literally being on both sides of like creative strategy, things like that. So where are places that people can kind of connect with you further to learn more about this, especially emerging creators? A lot of emerging creators are tapping me for this information. So this has been incredible for them to hear, I'm sure. So I I know you do like, you know, a few series and things like that. You do like a lot of events, you know, with the different brand partners. Where can we find you where, you know, besides LinkedIn? Uh, besides LinkedIn, uh, you can follow me at Raised by Style on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. If there's ever like an event or something, it will probably be on like Instagram stories or LinkedIn. But <laughs> slowly but surely, there'll be more places. But, you know, building it up as a creator, because when I started this, I didn't know it was going to be this real. Yeah, that's the cool part. That's the journey of it. And I like that you, I actually like that you drove people to your Instagram stories. I like that because 
that's pretty much that's a good place to just keep kind of follow along because it's like you're quickly being able to put up oh, yeah. the events that are happening and I do the same thing and it's so valuable to do that. Absolutely. So, I mean, Instagram I, stories, LinkedIn events. Yeah, exactly. Like um, the thing is just another piece on that sustainability yeah. uh, as a creator is like the more you're able to just kind of do things a little bit more off the cuff, which is really unlearning things, right? Because like I, I've worked in social a long time too, where it's like, you know, we got the, you know, I still believe in a content calendar, but like you have the content <laughs> calendars and there might be like a lot of this like structure that's almost too structured. Yeah. When you're creative, you can't have all that constraint. Like it needs to be able to flow off or you won't do it. You need to keep the creative flow. So I'm like, I'll yep. throw things up in my stories and I'll kind of create a bunch of content when I'm in the mood. What's your approach to that too? Like, I know you said you repurpose some of your content, but do you have any other tips like that? Yeah. I mean, I don't, similar to you, I am a creative when it says like, sometimes I don't schedule like Instagram as much. I allow it to just be free flowing. I also have seen the pros and cons of being like a real creative where you get trapped in your own creative bubble and you're like, no, it needs to be so artistic in this. I'm like, yo, you're holding yourself up. Stop it. Right. All the time. So I make sure yeah. I don't get stuck in those ruts. I actually use, I use later, which is like a social media planning tool because I've worked with them in the Love past. Later. So like all my LinkedIn stuff is scheduled there. And let's say there's like some big news that came out or a meme that's trending. I can easily just like, all right, I'm going to push all these back move this one forward. So like I'm also able to be nimble. I don't tie myself to like a content calendar so distinctly. But right. there'll be times where I'm like, oh, you know what? I haven't done I haven't done this series in a minute. Let me just put this on my Instagram stories. Or I'll just be like walking being like, this could be a TikTok. You know, like I just allow myself to just create in those moments versus like holding it all being like, no, I already had a post for tomorrow. I'm gonna wait. You know, I just, yes, I don't get that's the secret. Yeah. I think that's a major secret. Like be free y'all. Cause I know I did that, especially TikTok was a huge block for me for a little bit with that, where I'm like batch creating so much. And then guess what? Did I put any of that out? I, right. Like it's so much harder, but like then I'll put out yes. something on the fly. Like, I, like same thing, like, oh, I was walking or I was in my office and something funny happened yep. and like that's, and then that stuff always gets the most engagement, I swear. Plus I've said this before too. I will preach it. Don't keep too many things in your drafts, y'all. Drafts can go away. Um, I have so <laughs> many clips just in my camera roll. Like, all right, I'm recording this video. This is going to be something that I oh, never edited because then it came time to edit. I was like, this is too much. Like, that always happens. You're telling happens. my life story. Oh. <laughs> that is unfortunately a life story. Like, I'm trying to create a new role where it's like, you know, like just went on vacation, took a bunch of clips. I'm like, ooh, aesthetic, aesthetic. Let me, too. let me, let me throw it together. Just throw it together yeah. before a month goes by, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> you get tired. No, I saw that. It's good. Yeah, it happens all the time, but that's perfect. Thank you so much for those tips, Brandon. It's so good to catch up with you, as per usual. I cannot wait to see the other exciting things that come out. But in the meantime. We'll be looking out for some IG story gems and LinkedIn gems and things like that. So thank you again for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thanks, Tiff. Thanks for listening to Main Character Energy. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow on social at Tiff or Die and Main Character Energy Pod to access exclusive content and get a behind the scenes look as well as resources to help you become that bitch. See you next week.